The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. In conversation with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Breaking news with Eileen Bell and sports with Morley Scott. This is the Afternoon News on 630 Chad, Edmonton's breaking news and conversation station. Life spoke of simple things Stick or stone An old football A shoe laced up with strings In a second-hand world Of joy With your own ones through the noise And how we have spelled it We made it all the way to Friday, Jalen and I and do you know the reason we started with that music? Of course, guests in studio today. I know you're pretty darn excited. I mean, I'm excited. I've been excited. about it since Laura from Warner texted mm-hmm. me like weeks ago. Do you want to have Glass Tiger on the show? Glass Tiger! Yes! <laughs> oh my goodness. It has, been, uh, it has been a countdown to this day for a couple of weeks now. I'm just really excited that you said it's Friday because I didn't know what day it was. Yeah, there you go. We're on <laughs> and we're in Edmonton, if that helps out. That, uh, no, thanks. <laughs> that is Alan Frew. This is Sam, Sam Reed, Reed over you. here joining us uh, from Glass Tiger. Four platinum albums, five million <clears throat> uh, tunes sold, 14 hit singles, a new album called 31, mm-hmm. 45 shows in 60 days. <laughs> You guys a little tuckered out? Well, apparently, uh, we don't need you guys. It's yeah. too early to be tuckered out. We're for show 14, yeah, and we have a few more to go. Yeah, it's a grind. I'm not going <laughs> to. I'm not going to lie to you. I mean, I'm glad I'm not doing full shows like Johnny's doing. I mean, he's he's knocking it out, you know, for a full 90 minutes mm-hmm. or more. Uh, but he's a wee bit younger than I am. <laughs> but, you know, 30-some years ago, when you opened for mm-hmm. Boy George, you probably dreamt of being in a situation of complaining about having too many shows. Yes. Never complain, though. Yeah. I shouldn't have, uh, I shouldn't have phrased it that way, because you're not complaining. You're just pointing out a reality. It's yeah. A yeah, as yeah. I always say, I'm not complaining. I'm moaning. There's, <laughs> a, there's a difference. <laughs> you know what? I was going through, I was looking, I was downloading some music today, and I have to say I was going back and looking at those original... <laughs> Photos? The, the original videos. Oh, oh I did um, that too. You know, and uh, and I and I and I can't say anything because I was living the eighties too, right. right? The hair and the the t-shirts down to mm-hmm. here and the leather jackets and 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 loving it. When you when you look back at at that, mm-hmm. what do you think? We don't look back. at Oh that. come on! <laughs> well, the thing that keeps me sane is that it's like a, an old school yearbook, right? So. I know that when we look ridiculously goofy in some of those videos, I know that Rod Stewart looks ridiculously goofy, or Duran Duran, or, you know, it's like looking at yourself in a yearbook and you see all the hair, but when you look to the guy or the girl to the right or left of you, we were all doing the same thing. And that was, that was you know, hot at the time. I yeah. mean, you had, you look at the, the crowds, I mean, you know... <laughs> Stacy Bratzel this morning on CTV, me, like we were all the ones there listening and, and loving every minute of every tune. Like it was right. just a part of our soundtrack of our life. And that's really cool. See, that's yeah. funny that you say that because she has very fond and happy memories of listening to your music. <laughs> you guys were the soundtrack of my divorce. Yeah. Ah. <laughs> Bit of an age difference. Yeah. Don't forget me when I'm gone. I played that over and totally over again and weeped. Now. 
but I've recovered. I've gone on to a better woman. So we're <laughs> there you go. So it all worked out, didn't yeah, it? Yeah, absolutely. So that's when Someday kicks in. Yeah, okay. that's, that's a great point. The new album is called 31, 31 mm-hmm. years of being together and, and touring. Um, and as I was going through it, loving the, uh, really, the, 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 the folks that you brought on board with it. Tell us how this one all came together. And actually, to be honest with you, why you did it? Uh, well, it, it, as you may or may not know, I suffered a stroke uh, mm-hmm. a, just over a couple of years ago as we were heading into our 30th anniversary. And uh, and when I came out the other end and realized that I was still functioning and it was going to be hopefully okay, uh, we picked up the pieces and uh, we uh, I was uh, with Johnny. And he was one of my friends sort of saying, so glad you're alive and we should do something we should celebrate the fact that you know you made it through and we talked about doing an album together that emoted the important things in life what you what you discover is really important after going through something like that like friendship and family and caring and kindness and love and and those things that are very important who do you love and who loves you so we talked about um writing something mm-hmm. and then he came up with this cool idea of You've already got these songs that are like old friends and family. Why don't we just reimagine them in a completely different way? It's like an old friend coming to the door again with a new hairstyle, <laughs> new shoes on. And I called Sam and... Yeah, and, and we, we totally trusted Johnny's vision because, you know, 30 years <clears throat> of playing them one way, you kind of get a little fixated on that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Johnny said, look, keep an open mind. Trust me with this. So every morning we'd start at his kitchen table with acoustic instruments and do what we call the campfire test where you break it down to this the, the, the essence of the song, melody, lyric. And we carefully just built them up, added those wonderful Celtic players, mm-hmm. and that's how the record was born. It was so then, Nashville, and then we said right? to him, if it really is about friendship, then we should have some friends. Yeah, sing along. That's how we get the guests. And he goes, "Really?" And I said, "Yeah, starting with you." (laughs) (laughs) And so we did a duet on "We Are Family," and then Julian Lennon uh, does "Thin Red Line." Alan Doyle does uh, my song. Mm -hmm. Veronique Decker does the French English version of "Someday," and Susan Gluckark does the First Nations English version of Diamond Sun. Hmm. So when you were looking back over those songs and deciding which ones to reimagine, was there a song that you thought should have been a hit that wasn't a hit and this is an opportunity to take another run at it? Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't think we were really... We were just looking for songs because originally we were thinking of staying within the Thin Red Line record and then when we started listening to one of Johnny's favorite songs is My Town. Mm-hmm. Well, that ended up on our third album. So mm-hmm. we decided, why don't we just look through the entire catalog of music that we have that we feel will resonate and, and, and adhere itself to this new treatment. So we, we cast the net wide enough to everything that we, we sort of went through each of our songs in the catalog carefully and picked the ones that we felt uh, that we were most energized about. Yeah, there's a, there's a song um, uh, off a solo album that I did that Sam and I wrote together called Healing Hands. Um, it wasn't even wasn't, on a glass tiger. It wasn't even yeah. a, oh, on a really? glass tiger yeah. record. Yeah. And, uh, but it was part of our, our catalog yeah. as songwriters. And we, we did that, and we really revamped that one, changed it completely. Alan Frew and Sam Reed from Glass Tiger joining us in studio this afternoon. In town, playing two shows at uh, the Jube last night, sold out, and I'm guessing tonight yes. is as well with Johnny Reed. The new album is 31. You talked about going down, I think it was in Nashville that you recorded this with Johnny, right? Yeah, Nashville. Um, and you talk about having to really trust him, and because you've played these songs so many times, how hard was it 
to give up that control of the songs and and like you say, break it completely down and reimagine it in a different way. Well, he he is such a magnetic personality. He's a he's a bit of a powerhouse, mm-hmm. and um, and when you watch how he 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 does everything that he's achieved to this point, really sort of on his he's own. He's a one man. He's uh, a one man. Yeah, yeah tour de force. <laughs> um, so he's a pretty easy guy to trust. So. I'll admit, Sam and I would be sitting a couple of mornings and Johnny would come down <laughs> with a cup of tea and say, OK, trust me on this. And it would, <laughs> it would sound pretty wacky. Yeah, yeah. But, but uh, I'm, I'm glad we did and, and uh, because some of the arrangements, well, a lot of them, uh, which we now love, uh, wouldn't have come from our... Uh, our heads for yeah. sure. Oh, well, that's interesting. So over the time, other things have changed as well. From the time that you started to the say a band that's starting this week, uh, social media, uh, the ability <laughs> to get worldwide fame for doing something stupid as opposed to talented. Uh, I mean, when you look back on it now, uh, how different is this right now for you? The world we live in, in terms of getting your music out to you know new markets, new audiences. Well, Glass Tiger came to uh, an understanding probably within the last. 15 to almost 20 years. We understand who we are. We understand where our place is in, in, in the music business. We are, you know, we're a nostalgic, retro band, but we're still incredibly vibrant and still more than capable of creating new music. Getting new music out is a difficult thing. So we're actually lucky in the fact that, you know, we still do gigs and it's like, oh, people are really coming to see us, okay. And when they're there, they'll buy the album, okay, great. So we're in a, at least uh, the position that we don't have to live and die anymore by, are we in the charts? Mm-hmm. Are we selling in the charts? As far as the new the, the new bands go, I, I don't know. I'd want to be in that position. Would you, Sam? I think. Uh... Well, and there's some great music. The great music never stops, you know. And I think, uh, if anything, there's more. Uh, there's more to to offer. Canada's on the world stage is, is so strong. So I think that's that's a great thing. The, the, the model is a little different. Yeah. Um, for for us. Well, it's a funny thing, right? Because audiences go to see a band like your yourself, well, any band for that reason or for that matter. They don't actually really want to hear new music. We want to hear the. They ones want to that hear we... the stuff. Yeah. That they remember. Right. On the other hand, you get asked, I'm sure, as entertainers, well, have you written anything new? It's a real... Yeah, it is a bit of a canard, for yeah. sure. For sure. Like, you'll get the naysayers when they hear that you've done Don't Forget Me When I'm Gone again. <laughs> that will just say, well, can you write something new? Well, of course we can. Yeah. But when we do write something new... Uh, is it going to get listened right, to? Right, right. So and is that what your audience wants to hear when they come? Right. right. Yeah. So again, it, it falls into the idea of uh, understanding your audience. Johnny has built an entire career on internalizing his audience. And he doesn't really care what goes on outside of that. <laughs> right? What about the technology side of it? You know, the Twitter, the Facebook, with being able to connect with your fans differently that, you know, has certainly changed over the past 30 years as well. Do you like it? Do you enjoy it? Well, I think we've really embraced it. I mean, Alan probably... I'm more active probably. More than the rest of the guys, but but, uh, we realize that this is the communication lines 
that are so important nowadays. And uh, uh, so I think we, uh, we we definitely, it's a great way to engage fans. Mm-hmm. And we've noticed for, for us, because we've been fortunate to have a career outside of Canada as well. So we have German fans and we have American fans. I mean, they keep saying, when are you coming to Germany? When are you coming to the U.S.? <laughs> but uh, it's great to stay in touch. And even if we can't get there, they know what we're doing. They know we're doing this tour right now. They see highlights from the tour. So it keeps us engaged with I've them. Been, I've been blogging every day. Nice. Uh, at alanfrewworld.com. I do this Dear Canada blog. And it's a lot of work. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it it, you, it reverberates. You you People are enjoying it. People are saying, this is great. We, we feel connected to mm-hmm. you. Because I take you on a little journey. I'll be talking about Edmonton, but boom, the next thing I'm, I'm telling you about hanging out with Mark Messi mm-hmm. or Wayne Gretzky back in the day and, and the toilet bowls in this new, <laughs> in this hotel we're in this <laughs> souped up toilet bowl. It's pretty wacky. <laughs> souped up toilet bowl? Yeah. I gotta oh, yeah. go to that blog. Oh yeah, you got, yeah, you got to read the blog. <laughs> so are you tired of playing with each other? That's a bit oh, personal. Pause. <laughs> <laughs> that was dramatic. Pause. Uh, no, we're still friends. Well, one of the things that so we're really good <laughs> friends with other bands like Platinum Blonde, Huntington Sweet, Trooper. These all these bands that we do see from time to time. And one of the things that always comes across from them when when we're hanging out with them is they're blown away with how connected we are. Because a lot of bands can you know we not, we can stay out of each other's way, mm-hmm. but we'll often go a text. What are you doing for breakfast? You know, and they go, really? You guys still do that? And that's, <laughs> we do. We, we hang out, and after the show, we'll, we'll find a pub, and we'll have a pint, and we'll yep. sit. And so we, we, we are one of the bands that I think uh, sticks together pretty closely. Do you think maybe perhaps is that uh, one of the things that's changed over the years from, say, 20 years ago, what you do after the show? <laughs> yeah. It has yeah. Uh, been modified a little bit. I yeah. severely modified mine. <laughs> I guess we won't ask for details. And and you've been totally upfront about uh, the stroke. We Mm -hmm. know all about that. Mm -hmm. You look great. You feeling great? Yeah, I'm feeling really good. You know, aches and pains and (laughs) a little groggy. But other than that, uh, what what I'm most happy about is that my voice, uh, for some reason, not only did it stay with me, it, it's it's better than ever right now. Uh, it's really strange. You seem to have developed a Scottish accent. I know. Yeah, that's yeah, that's yeah I had weird. a stroke and I woke up Scottish. What was interesting though, when you're reading about that, did you didn't you go golfing that day? Yes, uh, I because you go into my my wife and daughter were here, and I was supposed to come the next day, and spend some time in Edmonton, uh, but prior to that, I was going to go golfing. And um, my son came over to pick me up, and I'd already gone through the, the feelings of what something was weird with my leg and my, my arm, but I went into denial. And, uh, you know, you try to do that much I'm, I'm, I'm going good. golfing. Uh, and I, uh, <laughs> I'd had a stroke, mm. <laughs> uh, you know, while golfing, and then I had a big, bigger stroke in the hospital. Wow. Well, amazing. And uh, you must consider yourself very lucky, blessed. Well, yeah, I mean, you, 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 I dodged a bullet. I saw some people that, well, you know, were a lot worse off than mm-hmm. me, and of course, other people. My son was told if the clot had been a little bigger, he wouldn't be here. Mm. A quick break here. Uh, we'll take a, a break. We'll come back more with uh, Alan Frew and Sam Reed. We're going to go into the break, though, with my song, Glass Tiger, with Alan Doyle.
In studio this afternoon, Andrew Gross is here as well. Yeah, I am. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So tell I've us. I've asked all my questions off air, so you go right okay, ahead. Okay, so I wanted. So you're coming back uh, for Rockfest this summer, mm-hmm. uh, full show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Tell us about uh, Edmonton, your relationship with this with this city that uh, so many of us call home. Well, I, I have a long-standing relationship because I married uh, a girl from Edmonton. Did not know that. Uh, yeah. So uh, I used to come out here all the time, and I had a great relationship with the Oilers back in. You know, Wayne and I and Mark and Paul Coffey, and we were all good pals. So I would come out here for the boys in the bus and, no, yeah. mm. and beyond the bus. So tell us the story. <laughs> yeah, so uh, it was that, were those Barry T? Uh, oh, yeah, Barry yeah, T's. Was yeah. a, and funny enough, I'd be in Barry T's with the lads, and my future wife was dancing on the dance floor, and I didn't even know that. Yeah. And my so, husband was bouncing. Right. <laughs> so we had long, and I was trying to long get in. a relationship. But musically, uh, Sam can attest to the fact that Edmonton has been so good to Glass Tiger through the years. Absolutely. Right? And it's, uh, you know, it's one of those markets that uh, whenever we see an Edmonton date coming up, we're all excited because, you know, we've been here for Canada Day. We've been here, you know, that's uh, 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 the, uh, is it Klondike Days? We used to be, uh, yeah. It used to be Klondike. I mean, going mm-hmm. back uh, the years. It's K days now. We K-days. changed it to something and missed it. So we brought it back, yeah. but not quite. Yeah. <laughs> we Thank brought back the K. Right. right. Yeah. So, okay, awesome. I'm curious, Sam, if you don't mind, yeah. I want to ask you about this just on a, on a personal thing. Oh, I, know I think I know what you're going to ask you're, him, but you're, that's, an, uh, you're an honorary colonel in the Air Force. I am. Um, just want to ask about your support of the military. Well, and, and this is something that uh, has been a forefront with the Glass Tiger. Going back to 96, Alan and I, uh, that's where it started with the military. We got invited to go on one of those uh, morale tours <laughs> with, with some other musicians, some comedians, um, and it was a couple of weeks. We were in Bosnia. We went to Alert. And when you come back, it's just such an awesome opportunity. We met some amazing people. And then you, you're on a list at that point where, they, you know, they really enjoyed having you. So other invites would come up. Uh, and then more recently, in, in, in the later years, we were invited to go to Afghanistan. Mm-hmm. We've done that three times. So I think Alan's yeah. been four yeah. times. So uh, through all that, um, I got a nudge about the honorary colonel appointment and whether I knew about the program and whether you know whether I'd be interested and uh, I was such can a I tell honor. my story what's that well, well the, the thing I love is when I was as proud of him as he was of becoming a, an honorary colonel I went to the ceremony where he became but prior to it we had a trip coming up to Afghanistan but it wouldn't have coincided with him already, and I wanted him to be a colonel <laughs> in <laughs> Afghanistan. You can't order stuff. Right? No. <laughs> so I was really, I still am, very good pals with uh, uh, Minister McKay, mm-hmm. who at the time was National Defence. So I called him, and I said, Peter, you got to do us a favour. I said, he's going to be an honorary colonel, but it's not until we come back. And he said, 
Leave it with me. I'm going to so push the paperwork. <laughs> so we got to Afghanistan with him being awesome. a colonel. Yeah. And it was so. just amazing. <clears throat> to watch the relationship. Uh, you, you get better food at a bigger latrine, I believe. So those are two... Uh, that has no. nothing to do with that. No, there's no special treatment. As a matter of fact, the, the thing that happens when you go in uniform in, in a, an official capacity, as we've done these trips before, where sometimes you'll get a pair of the khaki pants and you can wear that with a T-shirt, whatever. That, that's gone. So the mm. last time in Afghanistan, it's 50 degrees Celsius, and I'm in... Comp like, there's no half uniforms. <laughs> you're either in the uniform or you're not. And you cannot... Uh, you know where Alan could go with the, you know, with the <laughs> yeah. scarf and the and the and the, and the khaki pants, the and trooper T-shirts. But yeah. uh, no, it's been an honor, and I'm just wrapping up uh, an extended run. So six years this June. Uh, Trenton. In Trenton, I'm eight wing, eight AMS, and air maintenance squad. Yes. So I have a great appreciation for why planes stay in the air. Yeah, and wow. we, we appreciate that as well. And you put yeah. on a great uh, conference last year as well. Uh, Sam and Alan Glass Tiger, thank you so much well, for you. taking the time today and. Best Best of luck on this uh, this tour coming up. Day uh, 14, you said? I think it's 14. Four, yeah, they don't count. even know. Yeah, I'm looking at... <laughs> Gig 14. Gig 14. 20 days. Well, yeah. I, I judge by my blog because I've, I did my 20th blog yesterday. Okay, so 20 okay. days out. The new album is called 31. Check it out. Thanks, gentlemen. Thank you. Thank you. The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad.